Welcome back to the Jesus in the Hood. Man, hit that one out of the park. Nice. Still the voice and everything. Yeah. Welcome back. I was trying to think of uh, the Clone Wars voice. The Trinity! Privacy on Clone Wars. Is that the same guy that does Legend of Korra? No, the Legend no. of Korra is just like more like a transatlantic sort of thing where he's like, uh, Look at this, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go. Here we go, yeah. Uh, uh, Water bending here, yeah, but she couldn't have been. Now she can have been, but then there's a blood bender. <laughs> That's pretty much all. And cool. here we are, back at the Chesapeake. This is episode uh, 17, 18, I don't know. Uh, one thing I'm not going to say is we made it. I've said that every week since the dawn of time. Funny enough, I just said it. While we're here, my one complaint about Korra is that there is too quick of a jump in technology, right? They went from like... Oh, from Aang? From barely knowing what metal is. Yeah, when he's growing up... Airplanes and crap. Aang is walking everywhere, and then by the time he's Boomer Aang... Aang is middle age. Yeah, it's like... Everything's electric, and I didn't like how the um, the bending that was so rare twenty years ago, yeah. thirty years ago. Another, sorry, like one person can bend metal. Right. Now they all can bend metal. Right. There's then, one lightning person. Now they all do lightning. Well, and then the other thing was that lava bending was a firebender thing, and they acted in core like it was some big deal. Uh-huh. But you see it happen like eighteen times in the Avatar series. It's always a firebending thing, uh-huh. and then now it's it an earth earthbending thing. thing? I don't know. Get your facts straight, Cora. I also anyway, we're here to talk about Star Wars. I also don't like how the spiritual world is like, I don't know. I feel like they did it often enough that you were like, oh, I wonder what that's about. But few enough times in Avatar they that didn't, you, know, you didn't, you didn't overdo it. And then I think they got, to, they got to season one of Cora and it was all mapped out and it was great. And Amon and all that. And that's the best season. And then they go to the second one, and they're like, what if we just did a bunch of gobbledygook? Spirit World, we'll call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of turns like an Adventure Time episode. And I was like, I'm not here for this. I'm trying to further my humanity by watching some Avatar. <laughs> so, anyways. Anyway. Now uh, that that's out of the way. I have no earthly clue what episode this is. 18. Uh, 18? Good job, Adam. 18. 18. Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Two decades old. Two decades episodes. Uh, so let's jump into... So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a guy named Cobb Vanth. And if you don't know who that is, you're probably 99% of the human population. And that's why we're here. But first, in the news today... <laughs> you went was, somewhere between like the news like... That's what I was trying to do. But then you went telegraph, which is... Yeah, I got, I got caught up. I got caught up. I've never actually done either one, and then my hand got up there, and I got nervous, and I just, I peed. <clears throat> All right, so some news. Uh, go ahead. I'll let you. I'll All right. That. So, uh, I guess the only real news thing we have to talk about, and let's try to spend less than 20 minutes on it this time. News! In the news! Uh, is that there's going to be a Cassian series. Well, it's 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 been established, but there's news from the series, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm working up to it. Okay, sorry. Well, you said, is there going to be? Or no, there is. there is. I know, I know. I know. It was a definite statement. The way that you said it made me think that you were announcing the series itself. It's my it. opium! So, uh, obviously, this is going to take place before Rogue One, because if you mm. haven't seen Rogue One, uh, kill your interest in Star Wars, <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, but 
he, he dies yourself. He dies at the end yeah. of it. So now here's the thing. Do you think in that Joey him, Rogue One? Do you think him no. and Jen kissed? Hmm. You think so? I don't know. Who cares? They're both dead now. So, uh, dude, you're there and you see the Death Star blast, and you've got how long do you think you have? How long do you think you have before? The... Not long enough. <laughs> not long enough. I know where you're going. The answer is not long enough. I think it could scare. I would out be. Of you. I'd be too distracted. To. Uh... I think it could scare it out of you. I think that you would be determined to to finish the business. For what? Because you're about to die. What else is there? It's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I definitely you, wouldn't. Cassie and then, uh, what's her name? Bunny Teeth. Uh, Jen Urso were, oh were a daggum. They're just snuggling. It's the end of the world. Yeah, time. you know what I would have done? I would have punched her in the mouth and been like, this has been your fault since I was six years old. Uh, <laughs> He's in that fight since I was six years old and suddenly it's real to you and you screw it up. Yeah. So, anyway, do is that because play Rogue One because Cassian's still alive and we haven't gotten to Rogue One yet. Right. Uh, mostly supposed to be around him in K2, which is a great. K2 is... K2 is the best new droid since Disney made Star Wars. For made Star Wars stuff. sure. For sure. I, I like BB-8, but I don't like it when I feel like they're trying to make you... F- like, I don't like it when people try to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? manufacture something you know what i mean like they try to push it on you like, like how they manufacture a droid i don't like it whenever how perverse droids making droids um i don't like it whenever it's just just present to me um the item and if i like it i like it but i don't like how there was less and less marketing or less and less screen time with r2 mm. or 3po yeah like they were trying to like shove R2 out of the picture so BB-8 could take over. Yeah, yeah. Not Maybe that's not what they were trying to do, but that's what it felt it's like. It's what they were trying to do. But I loved K2SO. Yeah, I really enjoyed K2SO. Uh, I loved his personality. I also liked that Alan Tudyk didn't have to wear a suit, and that really pisses uh, Anthony Daniels off. I like that... Because since 77, well, yeah, like he's been like choking in that freaking... <laughs> there's no way you could... I've never wiped my butt before. ...fit a human in that type of... Yeah, know, like it's the just... The limbs are too skinny. Right. Um... It's just really hilarious. I like how many memes you can make out of his lines. K2? Yeah, his, his quotes are very memeable. Yeah, like, you can put anything and put, it's very high. Yeah. 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 How come she gets a gun and I don't? <laughs> yeah, K2 was awesome. Yeah, he's got he's got great he's got great zingers. Uh, but the big news about the Cassian series yeah. is that it was hinted, but it probably won't happen. <laughs> That Bail Organa <laughs> will make an appearance. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Crackcorn and I don't care. You know, Jimmy Smith's, you know who'll be excited for that? Uh, Our dad. Why? Because he's one of the main two guys in NYPD Blue. Oh. <laughs> it's going to remind our dad to go watch some more NYPD Blue. <laughs> What's that you watching? I don't know the guy's, I don't know Jimmy's name in that show. Let's say it's Bob. And he's like, oh, that's an interesting outfit Bob has on. Is this NYPD Blue? <laughs> no, Dad, Dad Gummit. <laughs> it's Cassian Andor series. Uh, we were watching Rebels. Yeah. And Dad happened to be in the living room. And uh, Darth Maul was introducing himself as he really is to Ezra. And he's like saying his name and he's like, Maul. And then my dad goes, More? <laughs> 
I didn't I didn't have the energy to even address it. And I was like, let's see where he's going. More? You know, let's see, Dude. See where he takes this. Nothing will ever top the yeah. Harry Potter marathon moment. When that Probably young, five years ago, six years, maybe, maybe seven years ago yeah. now. We watched Harry Potter over our... I remember it was a long time ago because I was still in college. And we took mattresses and we put them... Like, it was just like the whole downstairs living room was like one massive bed. Mm -hmm. And And we uh, were like, we're going to watch all the Harry Potters uh, with Dad. Because I don't think he had seen them. And he still probably hasn't seen half of them because whenever we start a movie that we've picked to watch, it means it's time to do the dishes. Also, he will be snacking during the movie and... And it'll his be some chewing, distracting snacks like his, peanuts where yeah, he's actually focused on that. so loud. He'll be focused on the peanut the whole movie. But anyway, we're in the It's so loud he's just only having an internal dialogue. Deathly Hallows Part 2 and Harry we're and We're nine movies kiss. in. Or eight movies in or and, whatever. You know, this romance has been worked up for what? At least three movies now? Yeah. And uh, Dad goes, who's this witch? <laughs> Hermione, Hermione Granger. She's only been the third main character the whole time, or second main. No, it was it was Jenny. He didn't know. Oh, he didn't know Jenny. Jenny womp, and Harry kissed, and he goes, "Who's this witch?" And I was like, "Oh my god." Jenny. Oh, I was thinking it was when Hermione says something smart like to Ron. No, no, no. That's when it's when. Uh, my memory fades. It's when Jenny and Harry have their big kiss. Oh yes. Smoochy, smoochy. My memory. It's anyway. because of the opium. <laughs> Not again. How many weeks in a row can I mention opium? That's the new challenge. More? And then just I'll be like, week three, we made it. Yeah, shut up. Week three. So, anyways. That's the news. So Jimmy Smits, I think is his name, uh, possibly playing. And then, second news. Well, what's his name in NYPD below? I know you're looking it up. Detective Bobby Simone. Detective Bobby, Bobby Simone. Simone. Is that Bobby Simone up there? I didn't know that Bobby Simone's daughter was Princess Leia. How did they bring Carrie Fisher back from the dead for Bobby Simone? Who does Double Door come on? <laughs> Who's this witch? Um, the second news from the Cassian series. Frodo? And it's kind of, at this point we're just grasping at straws, but <clears throat> I don't remember the actress's name, but the young lady who played Infus Nest. Yeah, I'll... I'll... Her music was sick from uh, Solo. Yeah, it was. But uh, Yeah, I have no idea what her name is. I don't remember the actress's name, but... Um, Adam's on it. Yeah, pull that up, Jamie. Um, but uh, she was talking... Some, You know, she's an actress, so she's doing an interview for some some such thing. Mm-hmm. And they asked her, Aaron Kellyman. Oh, that's an easy name. Yeah. That's, I, that's hopefully I remember that. Two first names and uh, what I am, a man. Bobby Bobbyman. So, Aaron Kellyman is uh, is Infus Nest, and they're talking to her, and they asked her, you know, obviously Solo really sets up the birth of the rebellion in a weird way, um, because it's factions from all over are trying to fight for their freedom, and Infus Nest turns out loop-de-loop, swoop, she's not a bad guy, she's a freedom fighter, and uh, she's also 12. So anyway, <laughs> so at the end, you know, there's the whole you could come with us. It's kind of cool because it's the whole you can come with us thing. And and Solo was like, nah, which is so Han Solo. And then 10 years later, A New Hope happens. Um, but anyways, uh, she was recently doing an interview and they were asking her, what's, you know, do you see yourself in the Cassian Andor series seeing as 
you kind of are the start of the rebellion. You start giving, uh, you know, the coaxium and things like she's kind of working with them. Uh, also, because if you uh, at the end when they all pull their helmets off and they reveal themselves uh, at the end of Solo, uh, Tutu. Professor Flitwick. Yeah, you have that guy. The guy, the guy plays Wicket. Yeah. Um, but um, two tubes is there, mm-hmm. and he's Saw Guerrero's right hand man, and Saw works hand in hand with the Rebellion towards the beginning of that whole thing. So they asked her what are the chances she could be, pardon me, in the Cassian Indoor series, and she was very prevaricating around the bush. No use prevaricating about the bush. So if you haven't watched the Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit crossover with Star Wars, though. Where Wallace is Palpatine, look it up right now. On YouTube? Pause this, open up a new tab, go to youtube.be, type why, in... Why is it BE? That's what it is. Like, if you type in youtube.com, it'll take you to youtube.be. It's like... There. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just a joke. And then you go into the search bar in YouTube, and you type in Wallace and Gromit Palpatine. And enjoy. Enjoy yourself. Well... And then then close that tab, and then come back to this. Yeah. Don't, don't leave us on pause. Or at least get most of the way so we get the view. Sheesh. Uh, so, anyways. <clears throat> so, she was very like, hush, hush, I won't mention it. But to me, whenever you're growing up and you're like, do you like that girl? To your friend at lunch and they're like, you're like, I pulled her pigtail, didn't I? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Spit in her coffee? I can't be that bold. <laughs> but I feel like whenever someone says no, it's a no. No. But if they're like, that's a yes. So to me, that gives me hope. It would be really cool to have the Cloud Riders and the cast. Also, if you if the answer was no, you have no reason to not be like, nope. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. And even if you do do that, Dude, you're probably you and McGregor playing Obi Wan. <laughs> All right, well, anyway. opium's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> anyway. If you can make a poop joke, I can make an opium joke. The third one, yeah. You can do that. <gasps> Anyways, so That's, Jimmy Smith's yeah. probably back on board as uh, Bail Organa. But we They're going to have to do some Legolas and the Hobbit type they stuff. They need to, to hurry him. up because he's getting old. Yeah, he's already uh You know what voice that is? So, you got Jimmy Smith probably playing a Bail Organa. That would be super cool. Um, you know what? Cassian's the kind of series that I like Cassian Andor, but I'm not so invested that I don't that I mind if they just overload us with original trilogy characters. Like The Mandalorian, I'm like, leave him alone. Nobody come in here. But with Cassian, I'm like, is somebody that... in here? <laughs> Bring on Leia. Hey, let's do a cameo of Tatooine Luke at 14 years old for That'd no reason. Cool. Just... I want to see all the original trilogy characters. Buying some, some power converters. <laughs> He's such a wiener. Dude, he is a wiener. I was baby. I was watching through it Everyone's as an like, adult. You know, yeah, the- well, I don't like Krylo Ren. And I'm like, okay, Boomer, you grew up with Luke Skywalker who literally crapped his pants Dude. when his uncle was like, shut your mouth and get up there and mow the sand. <laughs> get the sand, blow and move stuff around. I don't care. Get out of my face. Last episode on episode of Korra. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I do, Uncle Uncle, uh, <laughs> not Uncle Ben, it's that's Spider Man. It's not uh, Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, Emperor. Emperor. 
Anyway, uh, it's, I don't know why I did this voice. I saw that video where I was like, um, I gotta clean it, but I didn't get it ready for dinner. And I was like, what the? <laughs> I want to go to Todd's station and get some power converters. You know, he was just like a... Like a Dude, cartoon nine-year-old. It's just funny because... Freaking tw- Caillou out in Tatooine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't even get me freaking started on Caillou, that piece I thought, of trash. I thought that I was the only one who hated Caillou. Kids until... growing up watching Caillou is why young adults are the way they are today. Until God. I realized how many other people hated Caillou, and I was like, it's the children who are wrong. Dude, Caillou sucked. Ugh. Like, if my mom was like, hey, let's go swimming, and I was like, I don't want to swim, she'd be like, well, get your boo in the pool anyway. <laughs> And Caillou's like, I don't want to. I hate you. I'm probably a mountain. I'm also deaf. <laughs> Never gonna catch me. Oh, dear. Anyway. <laughs> what? Uh, Who's gonna get offended at that joke? Huh? Not the people YouTube listening. YouTube makes closed <laughs> captions now. Hey, if someone can't hear what they want to read 20 minutes into this episode, be my guest. Um, so, today... <sighs> Never gonna catch me. <laughs> Today we're talking. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's the end of our illustrious career. <laughs> we're gonna lose so many sponsors. Adam's gonna be here next week, I promise. <laughs> our one benefactor, <laughs> Adam, whose wife works with deaf people. Yeah, so he gets you it. scared him away. Good job. Anyway, uh, let's get to the real uh, nitty-gritty. Nitty-gritty. Let's do it. Just treating you good, huh? Oh yeah, they were delicious. And some nachos. I had Taco Bell, so we need to wrap this thing up quick. Yeah, Josiah was like, I'm having Taco Bell, and I was like, well, I was making myself some nachos. We're hanging out, two of a kind. Anyway, we're gonna talk about Cobb Vanth. Uh, if you don't know who Cobb Vanth is, or the person who's been casted to play him, Timothy Oliphant, uh, just go watch a series called Justified, and you'll get a pretty good picture Justified. of both of those people. Justified. Because Josiah and I were reading through the interludes in the Aftermath series. This actually is a really cool series because, um, you like that? Uh, it's, first of all, it has some amazing, uh, cover art. Hmm. As you can see. Yes. The only thing I don't like, uh, side note, is that the covers for these are, like, very matte feeling. And then this one's more shiny feeling. Yeah, I don't like it when the covers are inconsistently gloss or matte. Yes. I'm, yeah, anyway, but... The, so, so the Aftermath trilogy, uh, written by Chuck Wendig, which is pretty cool because Chuck was mostly a, a comic guy. Uh, I kind of jumped onto the novel train a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but the Aftermath trilogy is basically immediately after Return of the Jedi, what happens. Because... Um, when Return of the Jedi ends in 1984, I want to say, um, and that's the end of Star Wars. Uh, 1984, it's, you say? I think so. 
by George Orwell. Hey, look, look that up, Jamie, 1984. I was just making a joke um, about the uh, novel entitled 1984 that we actually happen to be living in with all these thought police. Oh, people I've, are telling I've me not, not read to it. do stuff. Um, but uh, when that happened, it's kind of like the end. It's similar to the end of Rise of Skywalker. Like, yes, many things are better, but many things are loose ends. You know, also, like, how do you? There's I no like way what they do to. I like what they do to Jar Jar. You do? It yeah. makes me sad. Cause I. You don't like him? He goes against everything I believe in. I Sith, yes. I'm just kidding. Um, I. He's just so annoying, dude. I yeah, I get that. I, really I do. feel about him like Qui Gon feels about him for like eighty percent of the Phantom Menace. Here's how I feel. <clears throat> I feel like. Jar Jar was made to get the kids on board in the Phantom anyway, Menace. They make him and it a clown, and everybody hates him, and the world is right. Everyone but the kids, and that's what's so sad but beautiful, because when we were kids, we did like him. Yeah. I still like him. I liked him only because Dad hated him so much. I liked him for that, because I thought it was funny to watch Dad so get worked annoying. up about Jar Jar. What you doing in here? But as an so adult, engineer. independent of Dad's... Uh, <laughs> opinions about Star Wars. I'm like, ugh. I really like him still. I'm, I literally, think about this. Uh, Black Series, six inch Star Wars figures. Um, every once in a while, I get really excited. Like Count Duke, I was like, yeah, bring it on. Hoo mama. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the clone commanders, every time there's a, not just a clone trooper, but a commander, I get real excited. Mm-hmm. Um, commander Bly, I had pre ordered, and then Amazon freaking cancel my order idiots ah, idiots. idiots um but if they announced a jar jar six inch figure i would be pre-ordered for like four one to play with one to keep boxed a third just in case and a fourth for training to light on fire yeah so in this series one of the coolest things that chuck does <clears throat> mind if i call you chuck is that uh Every couple of chapters, so we're going through chapter three, and then boom, on page 41, just by happenstance, uh, it says interlude. And uh, what that means is, it's like a, not what it means in real life, we know what an interlude is, but what the point is in the books is that it's like you stop the main storyline, right? and you're checking in across the galaxy to other places to see how the end of the war between the Rebellion and the Empire is affecting that place. Yeah, it's not dissimilar to uh, <clears throat> another series, just I and our fans are, the, the Marcus Heights Dwarf series. Yes. And in the first book, uh, booked, in the first book, there's... Right, German uh, Germany. There's a uh, Entracte, which means uh, in between acts. Uh, it just gives a backstory on one of the characters. So it's, Which character is it? It would be the transition from... Uh, no dawn to new dean oh yes so similar to that um you've got your main character and um i guess it'd be new dean to no dawn but nobody here knows that probably yeah so um you have your main group and there's like an ex-imperial there's uh all the other guys and they're part of this crew or whatever similar to rebels like it's a much of people but then in between there's interacts or oh you said interacts there's interludes that you know uh, there's one that checks in on Han and Chewie. They're going to go liberate people on Kashyyyk. There's one that checks in on Lando. There's one that checks in on, uh, I think, Mon Mothma and Trandrilla. 
and uh, there's one that checks in on the acolytes of the beyond, and they just they buy or discover Darth Vader's lightsaber after everything's done. And that's you know, when these were coming out, we had just gotten the Force Awakens, and so I was like, oh my god, I lost my life from Ren. And, you know, because this is 30 years before, mm. so maybe that's where it all started. We still don't really know. Um, there's a character in here that we really felt like was Snoke. Joke's on me. Mm. Um, but there is a specific uh, interlude that is on Tatooine, and um, that's where Cobb Vanth comes from. Yep. So I'm going to read that. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, but towards the end of the book, um, interlude... Feed, blah, 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 blah. I'm really going to go back and read that Jar Jar one because it was so sad. Um, but most of the way through the book, 300-something pages in, um, you have an interlude there. And you meet a guy, and he's a representative. I guess we can just jump into the story of kind of the backstory and why it's important for who this is. Um, but in this, uh, the original Aftermath, um, there's a character that is representative for like a mining corporation and he's looking for stuff that's rare um, among the uh, Jawas and he's looking in their sand crawler and then some country boy walks in and is like you lost fella uh, and basically he's like when you're working with the Jawas you don't just walk in and tell them what you want it's rapport you got to gain trust with them and so he's like I've been through here a couple of times so they'll take me where we want to go and they go into like a secret compartment that has like the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, kind of like with Uncle Owen, it's like, this this droid's got a bad motivator. Like they sold him, you know, some crap. Or it could be like in, uh, from a certain point of view, that one story about this, this single Jawa that had, even within the sand crawler, his own nest mm -hmm. of things. And he was watching some droids memories he just like collected memories and would watch stories from other droid from droids lives mm -hmm. which is a pretty cool concept um it was like his way of getting away from Tatooine. yeah but and anyway so, it's like you know just like a secret so yeah you get into the raven's nest of higher collectibles right you get into the inner sanctum of the jawas stuff and they're going through and there's all this there's real stuff there's there's astromechs there's like i am when i picture it i imagine where they actually kept R2 and C-3PO in A New Hope because this is where a lot of the functioning droids still are. Um, <clears throat> so they go in there and this guy's like, oh, uh, they discovered this Mandalorian armor. And it says that it look, it's got all kinds of scratches and pock marks and it looks like it's been sit sitting in acid, but it's still holding together. Like it's still, it's not broken, but it looks like it's been through some crap. Yeah, maybe it's tripped clean of its colors a little bit. Maybe. That's an interesting thought uh, that we'll revisit. But um, anyways, Cobb Vanth, yeah. the, the cowboy character that like already knows the jaw was. Face Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, he's like, I'll be taking that. And the guy's like, no, I'm taking it. And he's like, no, I'm taking it. I'm the law around here. And uh, basically, the guy tries to draw on him. And, and very much like his character in Justified, shoots the other guy first. Yeah, shoots the other guy first. And he was justified. Swing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. Uh, but uh, the uh, the point is that he's, he's, but he's peaceful about it. Like he shoots him in the shoulder through and through. And it just basically doesn't kill the guy. But it hurts him enough that he drops the helmet and he picks it up. And he's like, now go tell your boss. I know that you're not some mining corporation. You're a bunch of thugs trying to take over because there's a vacancy mm -hmm. with Jabba gone. And so he leaves, and then boom, 
Cobb Vanth has Boba Fett's old armor, we assume. Well, then you move on to Aftermath Life Debt, and um, do you remember that story? Uh, this would be the Beast Master mm-hmm. one? Yeah, I, I want to kind of go back and forth so I don't talk for 20 minutes. All right, straight. so what's this? What's that What's that filler's name? Malakili. Malakili. Remember that because I won't be saying it again. Uh, if you watch Return of the Jedi, he would be the guy that's wearing the leather do-rag and no shirt and cries when uh, the Rancor is killed by a giant gate. Dude, imagine a leather do-rag. It's what he was wearing. It was like that hat that uh, the dad from My Fair Lady was wearing. Like, I don't understand the purpose of it. It looks like it'd do more harm than good. Yeah, I think it's like a block from the sun before they had good materials. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, uh, so he's a beast master, and he's trying to kill himself because he worked his way up to bigger and better beasts, and then his rancor was killed, and then his boss was killed. He had nothing left to live for, and he was going to throw himself into the Sarlacc pit, except for the Sarlacc's now ruined because the sand speeder exploded, or what? what is it called? The skiff? The skiff exploded, and uh, it was damaged, and then Jawas basically took it apart, uh, a la the Force Unleashed when the Empire have like this base inside the Sarlacc for some reason, and that level's a pain in the butt. Uh, and you have to, you know, hide behind walls while it There's a leads. level inside of the There's Sarlacc pit? There's a level pit? inside of a Sarlacc pit in The Force Unleashed. And are you, like, inside of its innards? No, you're inside of it. Yeah, but it's like, I guess what I mean is... No, I mean, like, you are in, inside the beast itself. Correct. Like, it's breathing and it's sucking you in. Okay, so that was, my, that was my next question. My follow-up question was, there's... I thought you said there was a base under there. Yeah, they have a base on the inside of a Sarlacc. So there's, like, hallways? Yeah. Metal hallways? Yeah, like they... It's like... You but know, it's like bending and flexing with the... Like they just have like tunnels running through it and stuff oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that's it's wild. super frustrating to get through there. Anyway, they're doing that, and you assume that's how the Jawas had gotten the armor out to begin with. Right. Um, and then he's running away. The Red Key, uh, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, thugs, basically see him, and they want to track him down. Basically, they're... Trying to collect a road tax. Road tax, your highness. So, uh, you know, Lucius Malfoy chases him down and <laughs> kicks him over, takes his satchel. It's not a purse. Yeah, he's uh, got like an over-the-shoulder thing going, and he's got like three things in there. Yeah, water. He's, got, he's, got a, he's got his fanny pack, right? And he's got a, a water skin in there that they drink, which is... Dude, that one gets me because we live in Houston. Right. So imagine you're like going for a run or for a walk or whatever, and you're dying of thirst, and some idiot comes up behind you and is like, you want this? True true story, Dad and I were sea kayaking in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I had my water bottle. We're like halfway on the trip, and Dad's like, hey, uh, I forgot my water bottle. You mind if we share? And I was like, what the frick I do? <laughs> I was like already livid, because you're, you're kayaking. Yeah. It's like a three-hour trip. And he's like, you want to share this bottle that's like this big? And I was like, No. Wait, I'm, what am I going to do? Like, let this guy with diabetes die? So I give him some of my water, but there's a picture of us, and I'm like... like I'm, I'm, you can tell I'm still holding the grudge in the picture. You're like, I'm going to slip you a Skittles in your like, sleep. See how you like that. I was like, I wonder if those seals would, like, lie of dinner. Throw Dude, overboard. that would be wild. Anyway. Can he swim? Not better than a seal. <laughs> Fair enough. Or a freaking orca. Dude, that would be... Dude, we did see some orcas. While you were kayaking? Not while we were kayaking, but right by there. We were in a cave, or a cove. Crap my pants. 
But we did get to see some live orcas. That was pretty ballin'. We wow. were in a bigger boat when we saw those. But, like, you know, moms and their babies and stuff like that. Anyway, so they chase, uh, what's his face, the do-rag down. Malakili. And they knock him over, and they're taking his stuff. And uh, he, has, he has a water bottle. He has a shiv. Like a little knife, yeah, made out of a bone, and then he has like some he has some, some shiny chits to pay off, you know, some some sand people or some Jawas to either pay to for something from the Jawas or to pay off the sand people so they don't murder him. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing he has in the whole world, and he already feels like he's going through this depression, like he doesn't feel like he's right. To live he was for literally it. trying to kill himself, and then he was depressed that he couldn't kill himself because they destroyed. His yeah, his thoughts suicide. were maybe I can train the Sarlacc. That's the only thing bigger than the yeah. Rancor that I haven't trained, and if I can't train, I'll just jump in its mouth. Yeah. Which sounds terrible. Like, it's not like jumping into shark-infested waters. Like, Jabba literally throws people into the pit of Carcoon because they're going to be digested for a thousand years. Yeah, but I think about that, but I'm like, they would... Would you die in a couple of weeks? I'd be like, you'd die of dehydration with 72 hours tops. Uh, Maybe. But anyway, so they chase him down, and then... Right as they're about to give him a what for. Timmy Fett... Shoots them all down. He's got him, and he's got this Twi'lek chick with the double blasters. Very, uh... Malgacy? Very Malgacy. And, uh, except for she's, you know, she's got her scars and stuff, too, so... Didn't steal that idea. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they have found out that they renamed the town Freetown. Yeah, the town, most... Super You know, you got most Espa, which is where Anakin was. You have most Isley, which is where Luke was. Went toward, um, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Um, but then you have Mos, whatever this thing was, and um, they, like you said, they renamed it Freetown mm-hmm. because the idea it's is a, it's a free town. It's a free town. Uh, the idea is we're in a lawless time, but instead of seeing that as a negative, yeah. it's as much as the syndicates can try to set up, mm. we they can, can try also to establish take advantage of the chaos and try to establish rule of law. Yeah, a free system, and so. Um, they basically say, can you do anything? And he's like, no, like, all my animals are dead. And they're like, well, you train animals? And he's like, yeah. And they say, there's a couple of Rontos, and uh, they have a hut. They have a baby hut. Um, <clears throat> they ask him if he could train them, and he's like, it's a sentient being. He's like, fine, teach him then. Which tells you kind of how Cobb feels about the huts. Yeah, he's like, well. But the thing is that the huts are trying to figure out who to establish in charge of Jabba's empire, which is... Massive. Substantial. Um, and he's thinking if he can get a hut, it's basically under his control. That would be his end to kind of take over in that sentence on Tatooine. Right. So that's the end of From Life Debt. And then the third and final book in the trilogy is Aftermath Empire's End. And when you first, you're, the scene opens, you're already in Freetown. And the Red Key Mining Corporation, but they're really, like, a, like we said, a crime syndicate. Mm-hmm have taken over the town and they've killed or beat up most of the town and they're basically saving the best for last and they're going to kill I assume they're going to kill Cobb Vanth and uh, the guy's like man you you put on a strong man's armor to hide your weaknesses like he's just like giving him what for and um, long story short they're like man you thought you had a hut here and this was just going to keep you safe like this hut's so small this, this, and this, and the hut starts crying, and then basically it's like thunder, and people are like, what's going on? And busting through the front gate is the biggest, the book says, bigger than anything he's ever seen, 
Abantha comes through the front gate, which Abantha is like a Star Wars elephant. Like, literally, elephants with fur on when they were filming. But not, like, elephant horns. Think somewhere between, like... Like uh, a giant Think ram. somewhere between, like, a mammoth and a mountain goat. Yeah, just huge. Yeah. Um, and this one apparently was, like, massive. And they said that the Tusken Raider that was riding it was the largest Tusken anyone had ever seen, which is pretty wild. And so they come in there, and Tuscans are... Tuscans are barbarians, dude. But there's also a culture there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're very, like... They have their own culture going on. They're not just wild. And so... Um, when the, the the bad guy turns and, you know, the, the gang leader is looking around like, you know, you're crazy, what's going on? Because they could tell that it had been planned. And he goes... Surprise, surprise, we struck a deal with the Tuscans, and we'll provide them with water, which is sacred to the Tuscans, and that's why they had issues with, um, you know, like, when they kidnapped Anakin's mom, it's because they didn't like that they were moisture farmers. So, Cobb Vanth, who's the lawman and kind of the mayor of this town, says, hey, when we find water, like, we're going to give you, we're going to split it with you, as long as you protect us. And so, they're, they're... Prior slaves that are free, and the Tuscans honor that. Mm-hmm. They are honoring the, the the sacredness of the water, and are willing to give them some of the water that they dig up. So they like that, and the fact that they have a baby hut with them is kind of like a you know mad respect mm-hmm. thing. And so the last thing he says is, you know, you think I stole this armor? I see, I earned it, and maybe I'll die, but I'll die protecting this town and. In, while I'm still here and while Freetown's still a thing, we're going to reestablish new, a new style of law and order around here. And then it says, he reaches out and says, now let me carve a message into your face. Which is some very inglorious bastards type stuff. Yeah. Where he wants Wild. to be able to see those Nazis in a uniform or not. Nazi scalps. hundred Nazi scalps. I was we don't really, like that. I was really impressed with Brad Pitt's slight underbite in that movie the whole time. Yeah. You know, imagine for a year and a half just doing this a little bit. Nazi scalps. I want a hundred Nazi scalps. Nazi. 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 So that's not, I don't like that. So, so that's Cobb Vance. Let's Nazi like that. Now, help the folks at home explain why is Cobb Vance a big deal? So, why, I mean. Why is this character even important? And guess, in, unless you haven't, you know, not read these stories or you haven't fallen in love with his character at this point, um. If you read this and you have watched Justified, you're already going to picture Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, as I was reading it... It's like everything about this character just embodies him. To mm-hmm. me, perfect casting. I love the actor. I love the role. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea that The Mandalorian is supposed to be a Western. And mm-hmm. this is going to like take that one step further. Um, the big thing that's, you know... Uh, some of the questions that are now raised uh, is in response to what happened was Episode 5 of Season 1 of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Where at the very end, there was the foot of a character who was wearing Boba Fett's armor. They had Boba Fett's, you know, iconic sound Spurs. effects. Um, I think it's interesting that if he did, which it's, I mean, it's canon now. So if he did take his armor, he also got his boots somehow. Uh, that just kind of amuses me to think about hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, Is the boots part of the, the get-up? Right. I guess is the question. And so, I mean, he has a cape. I mean, it's Boba Fett to a T. You know what I mean? The thing that's weird to me, and I, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but basically, as of last week, 
um, or earlier this week, Timothy Oliphant has been cast for The Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. And it came out real quick um, that he's playing Cobb Vance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been like, boom, boom. and Which was interesting because when we've covered the Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka stuff, when we've covered the uh, Tamir Morrison, Boba Fett, or Rex stuff, things like that, it's been more... Uh, they've been cast, but they're not going to say who, but it's probably this person, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like That was kind of the main question with Tamura Morrison is, well, that gummit, Ahsoka's coming back, so is it going to be Rex or is it going to be Boba Fett? That makes more sense mm-hmm. you know, to us. But when this news broke, it wasn't just Timothy Oliphant cast. It was Timothy Oliphant cast as Cobb Vanth for Mandalorian Season 2. Mm-hmm. And so um, one thing that was strange to me about the end of that Mandalorian episode is... One, are they trying to throw us off the scent on purpose with the sound effects? I hope not. But the thing that was strange to me was the cape is by his ankles, which mm-hmm. is Mandalorian, but Boba Fett's cape doesn't go that low. I mean, he'd have to get a new cape. So maybe. Anyways. No capes. Um, no capes. No capes. Sucked into a vortex. Um, but the question now is, you know, I had read the books before, but I hadn't really... Um, it had been a couple of years mm-hmm. since these had, come, these had come out, and I don't think you'd, you've read them before. And so today, I brought these over, and was we were kind of reading over the those specific interludes to kind of refresh our minds. Because um, I sent you the Wikipedia stuff, and looking over that's good, but to actually read the, mm-hmm. the material is different. Um, and it really made me like the character even more. Like, it kind of reminded me of how cool of a character he was again. Um, Very cool character. Now, the hard question is, him being Cobb Vant makes me more nervous that Timur Morrison is playing Rex versus Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And it also makes me nervous for Boba Fett's mortality rate in Mandalorian. Because he's not a... This guy's a very moralistic-based character. Mm-hmm. He wants to do what's right. He wants to fight for freedom. He's trying to establish a new type of system. That's not Boba Fett's style. You know what I mean? So, maybe there's got to be... I don't know. I I just am very curious to see... How it all fits together. How it all fits together. And And will there be all three of them on screen at once? The other thing is that it was never 100% confirmed, even though it was heavily implied, that Cobb Vanth got Boba Fett's armor. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it says the jaw has got a hold of it, and it says the jaw was excavating, like, weapons and stuff from the thing the that Sarlacc, but the thing about Jawas on what? There's a sound. Cicadas. Oh, my God. Um, Freaking plagues? There Jeez. was, I mean, there are a bunch of Jawas. There are a bunch of different Jawas. Like, each The thing that they say, though, that bunch of really, really collar. heavily implies it is that in the room they go into that has the quote-unquote good stuff is there are pieces of Jabba's sail barge in that back room Mm -hmm. and next to the pieces of Jabba's sail barge are the pieces of Mandalorian armor that are in a box yeah so it's like this is our latest haul you know what I mean yeah so it really feels like it to me and is is Cobb Vanth the kind of character who Will be like, nope, this is my armor now. And oh Boba yeah, Fett's, for sure. And Boba Fett's like, I don't think so. 
you know. Could you ever, ever see Cobb Vanth being like, fire's fair, I guess this is yours. I don't know. That's what Heck I'm saying. No. Is that he's Heck a, no. He's a, a nice hat. But he's a he's a moralistic base character. Yeah, but he says he earned it, which means it's his now. Find mm, that's true. You know that's true. I mean? hmm. Like, that's how he views it. And right. he's seeing it as a tool. It's a means to his end, which means he's not going to give it up. Mm-hmm. I think he knows. I think for him, it's kind of like when a character, like when Rango puts on a badge and he starts to dress like a lawman. Mm-hmm. Like, to him, it's like, this lets everybody know right off the bat that I mean business. Right. Well, and if... I think if Cobb saw Boba as a righteous person, that he's like, oh, he needs this more than I do, which he doesn't. But if he was like, yeah, this guy is a good guy, you know, he's going to do good things with this armor, mm-hmm. he would probably give it up in mm-hmm. that sense, but I don't think he would view Boba Fett that way, and I don't think Boba Fett would ask politely either. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's strange for me personally... Because as a Boba Fett fan growing up, if I was going to buy a Star Wars book, I'd be like, so which one about Boba Fett have I not read yet? <laughs> and so you've got the Mandalorian armor series, which comes after episode six, uh, the, the Bounty Hunter Wars. And then uh, specifically his role in the Legacy of the Force series and also in the um, the New Jedi Order series, I guess it's called. The War Between Them and the Yuuzhan Vong, which is 19 books long. I am not doing that. So, um, but I'll, I'll Wikipedia or whatever. But that Boba Fett character starts to have more of a for the greater good kind of vibe to him. Like he saves Han on more than one occasion. Or he... Um, well, he's no good to him dead. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's also, uh, like towards the end of Legacy of the Force, you've got Jason Solo and you've got Jaina Solo and Boba Fett trains Jaina because he knows that Jason needs to go down. So he'll work with a Jedi if it means survival for the Mandalorian people and stuff like that. So it's weird because in my head I'm thinking if Boba does come back and it is to Muir Morrison and all those kind of things, I'm already thinking like my mind already goes towards this is the type of character. But how they portray him in Clone Wars, if he stays in that vein, well, the other he's thing- much more aggressive, much more... Is entitled that he's going to be fresh off a of Jedi so mm-hmm. it's not going to be somebody who's had character development for another what 15 years yeah you know what I mean it's still going but to it be is five years yeah five years is not a long time for somebody to completely change their personality and how they just for like no apparent reason you know what I mean mm-hmm. like he's still basically pulling himself up by his bootstraps right you know what I mean and it just it's interesting to me because in the comics and even in canon like comics and books You'll see a guy that, in, in Boba Fett, that is more like um, the people's champ, in a way. Like, if you have a bounty on your head, he could give a crap who you are or whatever he's going to bring you in. But if it's like, if you're a bad guy and you have a bounty on your head and you're, like, terrorizing a town, like, there's a part of him that he dislikes you more if you're that character. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, he's not all business like he's portrayed in the movies and stuff. There is a moralistic side to him, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, and I'm, I mean, so I wonder, he's just there to get paid. But right. at the same time, I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. He has that moral side. And I wonder if Cobb Vanth is around and Freetown is still a thing and both of that comes around. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Will he be like, oh, these are good people? But that's kind of already what the Mandalorian turned into, mm-hmm. you know? 
So it's a weird dynamic. I'm very, very curious. Be cool to see him become the villain. Maybe team up with uh, Gus. Ooh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Maybe super cool. he's already working for Moff Gideon, and that's why you see him at the end of episode five because he's tracking down Mando. Because Moff Gideon's, Moff Gideon's trying to get the child back. Yeah, well, and I mean, Boba Fett already has history working for the Empire. Mm-hmm. This would be the Imperial Remnant. Yeah, as long as they have money, he could care less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's kind of got an axe to grind with the Rebellion, specifically. Hmm. <laughs> that is interesting. Although that puts him high mortality rate. I don't like that at all. Well, if they make him one of the... I mean, Gus survived the whole thing. He just didn't know it. Right. So if he's like the, you know, combustion man in Avatar. Right. I really would like for them to develop like a long game, mm-hmm. which is what it started to feel like in The Mandalorian. That was our only, not complaint, but like if we could change something, it would be that there's a bigger plan, mm-hmm. you know? That we didn't get until the very end, yeah. The last two episodes were like, okay, here's the plan. Here's what we're doing. We got to reunite him with this plan. We got to figure this out. You know? Yeah. What's the name of his species again? I don't know. He can't tell us because he can't talk. Um, Man, you know what I would love that everybody would absolutely hate if Boba Fett killed Ahsoka? That would be raw. Man, the hate would be thick. Twitter would blow up. I, don't I think she's probably too OP at this point. Don't care. Boba Fett's the man. He can kill anybody he wants. More? It's, it's just crazy because I grew up reading the comics where him and Darth Vader went head to head and they both survived because they're like, I'm going to cut my losses and get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's better than Darth, obviously. But I just don't like that they've nerfed him. Yeah. Oh, well. Whack. We'll just have to see. So, so Cobb Vanth. Mandalorian on the loose. And is he going to team up with the Mandalorian? Is he going to team up with Boba Fett? They feel like maybe the Mandalorian stepped on his toes a little bit trying to... Hunt? Trying to do some work on his turf. Maybe he's got an axe to grind. Maybe That'll be interesting. Maybe he's like, you know what? I've, I've brought peace and justice to my new empire. I'm going to start branching out. And then Cobb Vanth is like, your new empire? Yeah. No, the, well, that's well, the Mandalorian. Cobb, yeah, Cobb Vanth is the empire. Interesting. Nice analogy. So, I feel like the natural curve of things is Cobb and Mando, who are both kind-hearted it's at their core, are going to team up against my boy. If I had to pick two against the other one. Yeah. But Mandalorian did do a good job of throwing us some curves. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I never would have guessed. One of the first bounty he ever hunts is a baby Yoda. I never would have thought that. Never, ever, ever. So, I'm up for it. Yeah. Out for it. What well, if and Cobb Vanth has been captured and put back into slavery, which he's a freed slave. That's mm-hmm. his whole thing, Freetown. What if they put him back into slavery and he's kind of like in a gladiator thing? And that's where you see that sick Gamorrean guard that John Favreau posted. Also, we have to think about the fact that Mando slighted like the entire Bounty Hunters Guild. Boba's not going to be happy about that. Uh, yeah. Man, there's so much stuff I just that... I see a lot of reasons why Boba would be against Mando. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's just crazy because the 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 new 
canon after episode six hasn't been written for Boba yet. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I'm just going off of, he wouldn't do that, but I'm not the writer. Right. So, like, in the Legends continuity, Boba was super against guilds. He thought it was for wussies. He, he literally joined the Bounty Hunters Guild and the Mandalorian armor so that he could destroy it from the inside out because it meant more coin for him because every man for himself is better for him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's just crazy. So can't unionize. We'll see. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's I'm the, stoked. It's close to the end of May, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, CEO of Disney says there's no delay. That Mandalorian will still be out October. So May, so June, July, September, October. It's not that far. Just another quarantine away. Am I August? Wow. Wow. I can't. That's embarrassing. <laughs> May. I was so excited, I skipped a month. I couldn't wait for it to get here. I went to five, and I was like... Maybe if we get a second wave of quarantine, they'll just be like, here's Mandalorian. June, July, August, September, October. Five months until Mandalorian. It's like, oh, also, what is the deal with... How is this working? If it's going to happen on time, I guess they're just going to edit in a hurry. Because all these characters are being casted for season two. Like, I went back and reread, and I was like, are we sure Timur Morrison isn't for season three? Because I'm feeling like they're getting close to the well, end. I mean, like, they but could be done with shooting, and they're just now releasing who's been cast. That's what I figured. You think so? It's 100% plausible. That's true, because... Oh, here's a little news. Um, there's a... I don't watch wrestling, but there's a girl from the WWE um, that was supposedly cast as Sabine, and her scenes have already been filmed. I did hear about that. And again, not super excited about Rebels 2, also known as The Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, wouldn't have this just a in. massive fan of Rebels 1. What if the guy that Personally. plays Mr. Krabs turns into Zeb? Don't get me started. That would be wild. I'm going to go in an avatar state. <laughs> just raging. Freaking destroy the house. But right. I trust Dave Filoni and John Favreau more than I trust anybody else with Star Wars material. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like Favreau brought us Mandalorian Season 1. And Dave Filoni just finished giving us the best Star Wars we've seen in a good while. A while. So, Sabine is cast, supposedly. So is Ahsoka. So is Rex, supposedly. What is going on? But another Rebels character means I'm one step closer to Thrawn on the big screen, my friends. I'll sacrifice. Make the sacrifice! That's my Palpatine. Uh, I, I would, you know what? I would let the Mandalorian be ruined to see Thrawn on screen for five seconds. Sacrifices must be made. I don't know. Be interesting. So, well, we can keep going forever, but... Cobb Vance. So, if you haven't read the Aftermath trilogy, um, if you're just wanting to get Cobb Vance story, my thing is I would go online and just get on Wikipedia yeah, because Wikipedia has a yeah, great synopsis. You're 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 getting you know I'm gonna read these anyway. Three for the price of one already. But you you're going through three books for like less than twenty pages of material. So just get on Wikipedia, check it out. Uh, really cool character. I think Timothy Oliphant is going to knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah, he's perfect. And we're less than half a year away, if uh, we don't, aren't just dead by then, uh, to see Mandalorian Season 2. Cool? All right. All right, so we'll see you guys next week. May the Force be with you. And remember, 
The only family you have here is me. Got it. I added it. Sick. All right. See y'all next time. Have a good one.